You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey friends, hey, welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here. And today I have a special bonus episode powered by Comcast Rise. You guys know that last year I received a Comcast Rise business upgrade, which included technology equipment for my team. So I received a desktop, laptops, iPads for my team and I. And I can say that winning the Comcast Rise Award was truly a game changer for my business. Being able to provide my team with equipment to work on Side Hustle Pro, it felt like a real boss move. And and it was actually helpful also. So it leveled up how I feel about my business, how I do business, how you know my team is able to operate. And that's why I have been singing the Comcast Rise program and opportunity from the rooftops for the last couple of years. You guys hear about it here. You definitely hear about it on my email list and a little bit more about it. So now in its third year, Comcast Rise celebrates having provided over 13,500 businesses nationwide with more than 125 million in monetary, marketing, and technology grants to date. Business applicants have been able to receive comprehensive grant packages, which include business consultation services, educational resources, a $5,000 monetary grant, creative production, media schedule, and a technology makeover. So Comcast Rise is committed to supporting the growth of all small businesses while advancing the objectives of diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as community investment. So in today's special episode, I also want to share the experience of my fellow Comcast Rise grant recipient, Cassandra Williams. Cassandra owns Love by the Slice, which is a Tacoma-based baking and catering company that seeks to make her community sweeter every day. As you'll hear in the episode, Love by the Slice was inspired by a church fundraiser, which needed to generate just $700. Since that fundraiser and for nearly 20 years now, over 20 years now, actually, Cassandra has created thousands of memorable cakes and treats with the right tools, a dynamite recipe, and of course, love. To help her small business survive and continue to thrive, Cassandra applied for a $10,000 grant from the Comcast Rise Investment Fund and won. Cassandra was able to expand her product offering, and it's also allowing her to offset the cost of payroll. So in addition to Cassandra's Love by the Slice business, you can find your local Comcast Rise supported businesses at sidehustlepro.co slash Comcast Rise winners. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash Comcast Rise winners to check out other Rise businesses in your neighborhood. So now let's get right into Cassandra's story. All right, all right, Cassandra. Welcome, welcome to the guest chair. How are I'm you? I'm doing well this morning. Thank you so much for having me this morning. <laughs> of course. I am very happy to speak to a fellow Comcast Rise recipient and just hear how your experience has been. And also, once I started looking you up and hearing about your business, I'm so impressed with what you do and how it all came to be. So for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about the story of how Love by the Slice came to be. I understand it all started with a church fundraiser, right? Yes, it did. Uh, My husband and I had just joined the church uh, about 10 months after having our first baby. 
And uh, we were involved in the youth department and the music department at that time. And so we kept going to the meetings for the department and they kept bringing up the same $700 assessment. And I was like, oh, $700 isn't that much money. Why don't we come up with a creative way to resolve this issue, right? And so uh, we decided, you know, we had a great pound cake recipe um, that my aunt had handed down to us. And I was like, let's make pound cake and sell pound cake and see if we can't help the department raise money. And we used to bake that pound cake one way. It was an almond pound cake or lemon pound cake, and it had cream cheese icing on it. So it just looked like this little white cloud, you know, of deliciousness. And so we uh, made those available. We had a bake sale, and we ended up raising enough money for them not only to cover the assessment for that year, but also the year following and the year following that. So it was very successful, right? And so um, after that happened, other auxiliaries started asking us to help them as well. And so we did this uh, for Sunshine Pan. We did it for the youth department. We did it for the music department. And then all of a sudden, about a year later, we were having these bake sales. I looked up. We had baked like 25 pound cakes and uh, people were meeting us at our car in the parking lot to get their cakes. Right. <laughs> they were putting the money in our hands and they were taking their cakes. That's how you know it's Right. Good. And they were putting the cakes what? in their car. So the cakes weren't even going in the church anymore. Every cake we sold was pre-order, so it wasn't um, being okay. made at a, a bake sale. This was personal yeah, now. It, it this, had gone this far wasn't beyond no okay. what we started. And so I looked at my husband. I said, you know, this really feels like a business. And he was like, well, I have a job already, and I don't want a second one. So if this is something. <laughs> he wasn't about to sign no, up for life. he's like, if you want to do okay. it, I will support you. So I did. I, a year later, we licensed Love by the Slice Baking and Catering Company in the city of Tacoma, and we started selling pound cake. We had a CMS page and PayPal. <laughs> I, I love it. You got to start somewhere. Tell the people. Start, with, start what with what you have. have. Start where you I, are. We baked it wherever we live. That's where we baked. Okay. And so uh, we had the yep. CMS page. People go in there and order or they would get the phone number and call us and place our order. We would fulfill it and deliver the order. And we were doing that in 2002. So full oh circle, uh, this is so many years later, we've now evolved. Uh, our customers started asking us to ice cakes and put decorations on the cakes. And so pound cake being sweet by itself, you know, I couldn't imagine just laying buttercream on top of that. I had to find another solution, right? So we expanded right. from pound cake and started making all occasion cakes and um, uh, event cakes and party cakes and things like that. And I think back in the day, my customers didn't even know what fondant was, right? So uh-huh, like 15 uh-huh. years later, we started getting requests for fondant wrap cakes. So I had to learn how to wrap a cake wow. in fondant, you know? I'm self-taught. So how did you learn? Listen, You're self-taught, I, yeah, right? So okay. this is the funny part. How did you do that? I would ask people, how much time do I have before you need this cake? And I said, oh, mm-hmm. I, I don't need it till next month. Also, I can learn anything in 30 days. So I would go, <laughs> I would go out on YouTube and I would watch videos and I would watch people icing cakes and making the icing smooth and getting the edges tight. And, and then Look I would go that. in the kitchen and I would practice and I would make it happen. Uh, I remember somebody asked me to draw a basketball on the top of their cake. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how long do I have? They said about 30 days. I said, oh, I can learn anything in 30 days. <laughs> so I went and learned how to, that was the ugliest <laughs> basketball I've ever seen on top of a cake. I was about but to say, I, do you look like a but pumpkin? <laughs> it looked like a basketball and I piped okay, it and okay. did it myself. So I was like, oh, if I can do that, I can do anything, right?
that is really inspiring because uh, you know I know so many of us we are like we I can't mm-hmm. do that I'm not a mm-hmm. baker I didn't grow up baking with my mom in the kitchen and you just count yourself out but you said no I'm gonna yep. learn and YouTube is yes, right there and my mindset was if I had enough time I could learn how to do it and that's pretty yeah. much the principle that I've applied from day one you know, we may step into something we're not familiar with. We may be faced with uh, an opportunity to do something new to us, but uh, there's always an expert at our fingertips. And so we utilize technology um, to bridge that gap. And it has worked for us uh, for over 20 years. <laughs> so it's really amazing to talk to someone who's been in business for over 21 years. It's not often that I speak to someone who has decades of experience. And so we're really going to talk about what it's been like to you know, start from scratch to keep mm-hmm. changing and figuring out new things, but also still be at a place where you're learning. You're trying to get to that next Absolutely. level, right? Because you would still consider yourself a small Absolutely. business, right? Absolutely. Yes. And so we definitely a small business. I wouldn't even say small. You might even call us a micro uh, business. Uh, we have six staff. Um, we are still learning the banking game uh, and how mm-hmm. all of this works together. Uh, but one of the things that we've been really good at is that is adapting uh, to what's happening uh, in the economy, listening to what our customers and our community needs are and engaging there, you know, and it has worked for us time and time again. I can remember one of my customers uh, used to buy a six inch cake, strawberry screen, same cake every single year for his birthday. And maybe six years ago now, might have even been longer than that. He called, he said, you know, I just, you know, I love this strawberry screen cake. I love it. But I'm just by myself and I'm struggling on what to do with the rest of the cake because I don't like throwing things away, you know. And uh, he said, had you ever thought about making a cupcake? And I looked and I was like, a cupcake? Why haven't I ever thought of making cupcakes? It was the oddest thing, right? So I was like, yeah, we could, we right. could do a cupcake. So I went and bought a cupcake <laughs> pan. And little did I know that cupcake, cupcakes pay the rent. You know, so this is, is yes, right? I mean, okay, we sell enough cupcakes okay. to take care of our overheads, a large percentage of our overhead. So when did you start the cupcakes? I can't remember exactly, but I remember this was a conversation mm-hmm. we had in a, at my house on a Sunday afternoon uh, because he was getting ready to place an order for his annual birthday cake. Uh, and the thought of a cupcake came. And, and as soon as he asked me, I was like, well, my customer's asking for a cupcake. I need to prepare a cupcake. Yeah. And that's what we did. So it, it had to have been, yeah, probably about eight, nine years ago. Interesting. And what is it about the cupcakes versus the cakes that is such a money maker? Well, I think people uh, value smaller portions. Uh, they value being able to grab and go. And so mm-hmm. that's uh, one of the things that has helped us uh, with cupcake sales is that we prepackage. We're not okay. just a bakery. We are actually a manufacturer of premier baked goods. So we make a okay. lot of different desserts. We prepackage and we have a number of revenue streams, uh, which help to balance our revenues. And so, um, mm-hmm. we have been really fortunate, especially during COVID. I'll, I'll tell you during yes. COVID when people realized they could order a prepackaged cupcake, our business took off. Like it was crazy. People were having drive through parties and <laughs> and they would have boxes and boxes, thousands of our cupcakes sitting to the side where they could just hand people a prepackaged cupcake. And so I think people, okay. uh, especially during the pandemic, they value being 
uh, able to keep people safe from germs and being, you know, becoming right. ill. So the prepackaged product really served us well. And understanding too uh, that having the ability to take orders online and deliver to people's doors without having any contact. I mean, that was people found names for contactless delivery. Man, we've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> we've always been <laughs> dropping cake at people's front door, you know? So it was like the norm for us. So we were able to just take off and serve the community and provide them uh, with sweets to cure their sweet teeth. And it worked out really well for us. I want to go backwards a little bit and hear a little bit more about the actual process of making the cake. So um, how did you know when it was time to move out of your kitchen and how did you go about getting a commercial kitchen? So we were actually forced into a commercial kitchen, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) We uh, were in communication uh, with a friend who um, had businesses out at the SeaTac airport. And they were discussing uh, branching out and launching a restaurant operation. And we were going to provide the dessert for that mm-hmm. operation. So to be a part of that whole package, we had to fill out paperwork with SeaTac Airport. We had to get involved with the Port of Seattle. Um, and as we were going through that process and making sure we were checking all the boxes, I had to certify as a, a woman-owned and minority-owned um, business. So I think OMWBE or OWMBE uh, certification. And so going through that process, uh, one of the consultants said, I put my application together, packet of paper like this. (laughs) And he was looking, he's like, I don't see your certification uh, or your permits to bake uh, in this application. (laughs) I was like, huh? Well, I went went to the health department. They said I didn't need a permit for what I'm doing. So what, what else do I need? They said, oh, if you're not permitted through the health department, you need to be certified through the Department of Agriculture of Washington State. And I was like, I've never even heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> never even heard of them. So uh, that led me to go to Washington State Department of Agriculture, learned that there was this mm-hmm. whole other world that existed uh, around food and realized, oh, we're baking from home. We make too much money to bake from home, so we have to find a commercial space. So that's how we found out that we we needed to find a commercial space. And it just so happened around that time, a mutual friend, uh, one of my business clients, she had a friend who was a biotech engineer. And he had just taken a lease out on a space downtown Tacoma. And it's a, a historic building called The Wedge. Historically, it had been a location for homeless people to come and have a hot meal um, Mm -hmm. throughout the day. And so uh, he was going to use it and make labs so that people can come in and do science. Right. But down on the bottom floor was this huge kitchen that he had no use for. So our mutual friend connected us. And that's how I got access to my first commercial kitchen. And so I moved in. And I started baking and that was just phenomenal because for the first time I had like multiple ovens um, to use to bake products. So it, it allowed me to scale and be able to accept more business. Um, and that was just I'm sure that was more. Oh, efficient. my goodness. It was wonderful. You know, you actually had a three compartment sink and not a one or two, you know, compartment. Right, sink. Right. So it really made operation uh, operations a lot more easy. 
uh, and it allowed us to expand. So we started offering some other products and services as a result of that. But the challenge that goes with that is now you have overhead, right? So you got to pay for space and all of that. You're going from your home, no overhead to this commercial kitchen. And how are you financing this at this point? So did you still have a full-time job um, or were you just reinvesting revenue? So up until the point that I got the commercial space, I had been working full-time and doing this on the side. 2017, I lost my job. And uh, as I was packing up my office, uh, I was one block from the city. Uh, municipal building where I get my business license renewed every year. I was one block from there. I heard a voice say, go down to the municipal um, building and make sure that your license is intact. So I put the last of the items out of my office into my trunk. I walked from the building where I was down to the municipal office or municipal building, went into the license department, asked them, I know I have a business license, but how much time do I have before it has to be renewed? They said, your license is good through the end of the year. And by the time I walked back to my car, I had a plan on how to launch my business full time. I made three phone calls and I had 10 cake orders and I have not looked back. Wow. Now, (laughs) you said 2017. So you initially... Started in 20... Started selling around 2002, 2002 right? 15. So you were side hustling for 15 and years. And let me tell you about the side hustle. Yes, please. When I first uh, made up my mind that I was going to do this, there was a lady mm-hmm. um, that heard that I was going to be baking cakes. She had a house that had two kitchens. Mm-hmm. She opened up the second kitchen for me. There were four ovens in this kitchen. And this was just like a residential house. This house was amazing, right? But she had a whole second kitchen that she didn't use. So she allowed me to come in there and use all her ovens. She had mixers. I just brought the materials, unloaded, produced, packaged, reloaded, delivered. And then it was was a whole thing, right? A lot of work. What kind of work? A lot of work. Yeah. So that got me started. And in that location, I grew my business like over 300%. Like it happened so fast. The problem was I was no longer getting sleep. And I had three oh. babies, a husband, you know, to juggle with all oh, of this going what? on. Yeah. So it was like. And did you have any employees no, at this it point? it was me, myself, and I, right? And so okay. the blessing in it uh, was that I had a company that uh, they bought from me every every month because they had birthdays and anniversaries and everything. And they just supported me. Um, and it was a connection that my aunt, um, my aunt Denise Barsh uh, opened up for me and uh, they just kept okay. buying and kept buying. And then we were growing and I was like, I'm, I can't, I'm not getting any sleep. I'm falling asleep on the road. This is not going to work. Right. If I hurt myself, I can't make cake. Right. Yeah. So I decided I was going to quit. I'm done. This this is way more than what I I was ready for. Away. I was ready to throw in the towel. I told my aunt, wow. I appreciate everything you've done, but I can't keep this up. I, I started business to create time for my family, and now I have no time for my family. Mm-hmm. I only have time for myself. So I need to just shut down, and then maybe I'll revisit it when my kids are older or something. You know. So she told her boss what I was getting ready to do, and the boss and her sister called me on my phone. 
And they said to me, Cassandra, you have wonderful product. You are in the process of building a fantastic brand. You cannot quit. And I said, well, I need sleep. <laughs> Unless somebody got a plan on how they can help me get some sleep so I can keep up what I got yeah. going on. I'm happy to hear it. Those two ladies proposed that I bake solely for their company until I was mm. ready to launch my business full time. And they sent wow. business my way. They kept me busy. They let me practice on them. I was creating flavors and profiles and desserts. And what was their company? Did they have a dessert they company? They were in property management and what? development. <laughs> property developers and property management. Yes, they were all about real estate. Okay. And okay. for 10 years, that's what I did. I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. So how, what was the connection? Sorry, I'm a little bit lost. So were you making cakes for their clients? Yes. So my aunt worked for this company and my aunt told them mm -hmm. I was baking cakes. They heard about it. So okay. they started buying cakes from me. Okay. And so that's how we got connected. Well, when they heard I was going to quit, they were like, oh, that means our cakes go away. And no, that's not working for us. Right. So, <laughs> so they called me and proposed that I just bake for them. And I could practice, I okay. could try new things, and they were still going to pay me to do it. And that's what I did for 10 years. So okay. uh, in that 10-year time frame, you know, I moved from the first location. I'm now living, I think at one point I was in an apartment. I mean, I had buttercream all over the place. Looked like an art studio. I had some <laughs> frosting and everything. <laughs> and so I just baked. And when that day came, uh, when I lost my job, I was able to uh, call them. And let them know, hey, I'm ready now. And they made sure that I had business coming my way. That's how I got the connection for the commercial space. They just believed in me, you know. And and I think that's that's such a blessing listen, to have people believe in you at that I'm level and you. support you and and you know allow you this space to grow as a cake maker, designer, mm -hmm. and to just do things that are now reaping rewards for you in your business. Yes. So I just, that is just amazing. That's truly, truly a blessing. When you did launch your business full-time, what was the process of finding what is now the space for Love by the Slice? Where are you currently in Washington? Uh, we are currently located at 1112 South 11th Street in Tacoma, Washington. Okay. This is the Hilltop Business District and happens to be the neighborhood in which I was born and raised. Look at that. That's <laughs> a full circle moment for you. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, I'm so excited yeah. about being uh, back home and being able to mm -hmm. serve uh, a community that served me many, many decades, brought me so that much love, beautiful. shared so much love that and support to me. And so it is exciting to be back here. Um, I now have people that have come alongside our partners. I uh, have, we have phenomenal baker, uh, outstanding uh, cake designer, um, just two beautiful people and they are passionate about what they do. They're taking us to the next level. So, I mean, it's, it's just been great to be here. That sounds awesome. I haven't been to Washington, but like that whole district sounds like a place I want to check out. And we have construction. So the, the T-line, the Hilltop T-line is up and running. So okay. we've got the tram that runs through our neighborhood all the way down to the stadium district. And I believe it also goes down to the Tacoma Dome. So you've got this whole okay. thoroughway that is opened up uh, for public transportation. 
we have construction happening in every single direction of our business. So there's so much change happening around us. Um, and of course, with change, you have to mitigate those impacts um, on your business. But the reality is uh, with the amount of support that we have garnered over the years, we just continue to find ways to make it work, you know. And I think mm-hmm. if I don't say anything else to a person who's thinking about starting a business, you know, you got to have grit, right? You, you oh, have yes. to be able to adapt because there are so many things that are beyond your control. Mm-hmm. You get up with a plan, but Tacoma Public Utilities can call you and say, hey, there's going to be a power outage in two days, <laughs> seven days. And you got to figure out how to keep your material, your raw materials, you know, safe and protected. Right. Fresh. Yeah. yeah. And, and nobody's cutting a check for you to go buy a generator right. and keep things cold. Right. I'm always fascinated <laughs> by that. When I walk by a bakery, I'm like, how do they remember, yes. you know, how do you know what's fresh, what should be thrown out if it's not bought yet? I'm always like looking at the cakes in the yes. window when it's closed. Yes. Like, how do yes. they do this? Like, how do I know yes. what's fresh? And, and, and we're thankful for the Pierce County Health Department. We're thankful for Washington State yes. Agriculture, Department of Agriculture. They help us tell us the rules help us to stay within Mm -hmm. the guidelines and they take our ideas and help us ensure that we have the safety measures in place uh, to provide a a quality product to the community. So, yeah. Speaking of that, I love that there's that support. I know when you moved into the space, I understand that there's a learning curve there as far as permits and things you needed to do. And, and tell us about that process, like of meeting the requirements and finding out like, Hey, we actually need to invest X amount of dollars into this to meet code. Yeah. Shocking. A lot of it. So what happened? So to end up where I am here in the Hilltop business Mm -hmm. district, I was literally on my way to sign a lease in East Tacoma. And I got a phone call on my way to the lease signing to say, Hey, we had a conversation about five years ago, right? This is a property owner. We had a f- conversation about five years ago. You probably don't remember me, but you had told me that you wanted your first storefront in Hilltop where you were born and raised. Well, I think I have the perfect space. And I'm like, oh, I'm on my way to sign a lease down. The- I'm on my way. Like I'm two <laughs> minutes away from the location. She just screamed, don't do it. Don't do it. Come, come turn the car around and come look at the space before you sign the lease. So I was like, okay, uh-huh. let me call. So I made arrangements to come a little bit later to the mm-hmm. lease signing. I drove over to the hilltop. And when my foot hit the threshold, it was a subway. When my foot hit the threshold, the Lord said, this is the place you're supposed to be. Really? Yes. And so wow. I was like, okay, I got to call the other people and tell them, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to move forward. <laughs> so we got this space, signed the lease a month later. Yeah. We thought because it was a subway, you know, subway bakes bread every day right Mm -hmm. we'll just be able to roll my little oven in there and start baking cakes nope had to submit a request to the city of tacoma um Mm -hmm. that included a rendering of what we wanted the space to look like so i don't know if anybody else knows how much architects charge for renderings it's not cheap right sounds expensive thank you and in my mind at the time I could have simplified it, but I wanted to do it the right way. You know, I hired an architect, got the rendering of the space, thousands of dollars to do that, submitted the permits, thousands of dollars to do that, only to find I have to do construction in order to bake a single cake in this space. Why? We had to install a grease interceptor. 
We had to upgrade the electrical to ensure that it would be able to support all of the equipment that we're going to bring in. Um, mm-hmm. So you're talking $50,000 worth of work. And you know what's crazy? Had you even heard of a grease receptor before? Because I had it. I'd heard <laughs> so, about it because I worked in fast food as a young lady. And they okay. used to have to have people, you know, clean the grease trap and make sure it, you know, was... Uh-huh clear and all of these kinds of things, but never had I heard that that was a requirement for a bakery. Mm. Code changed. Plumbing code changed. Electrical code had changed um, over the years. And so what we learned was that the subway was grandfathered in under old code. I was a new business, Mm. so new code applied to me. And so that uh, was in February of 2020. Okay. So we got the lease August 2019. We got word from the city February 2020 that we had to do construction. Were you operating in between that time, at least making some money? No. No. So listen, in April 22, the governor shut the state down. So we didn't even have time. I had just like April. I had just finished my capital campaign to raise the money for construction. So dead in the water. I sat in this shop looking at these gold walls. Okay. And this New York subway wallpaper. And I said, Lord, you brought me here. You helped me get this lease. Um, what do you want me to do? I got 1250 square feet of space that we got to do something with. Obviously baking is not it. So there must be something else from that conversation to nine days later, I wrote a program because people were sick and they could not Mm -hmm. get access to food. And Mm -hmm. so I slipped into nonprofit mode, had years of nonprofit experience, served on boards with nonprofits. I moved right into that. The Lord gave me a vision and I created a program called Revive Washington. And we boxed Mm -hmm. shelf stable food and supplies up for people who were in quarantine due to COVID. And we dropped the boxes at their front doors. So they had food, they had supplies, they had hygiene care, and it sustained them during that seven to 10 day or 14 day period of quarantine. Um, They were still able to feed themselves and their families. And we did that um, for two and a half years. So was this something that you received funding for? Did you get payment for this? What happened was I got the idea. I called a friend, told him what I was going to do. He said, I'm sending my wife down right now to bring you a $500 check. I had no idea. I was just. You have the best friends. Let me tell you, I'm telling you, and I pray, Lord, send me good people. Put good people around me. Yes. Please put good people around me. And he's done that. And they brought me a $500 check. The day that I opened the program and launched the website, I got a phone call uh, from a company uh, here in the city of Mm -hmm. Tacoma. We got 1,200 people that need the service that you're providing. Can you help us? And I said, well, I just spent 470 some odd dollars of the 500 that I had. So I'm happy to help, but I need to understand what level of support and like you got 1,200 people, that's going to cost, right? So they said, we want to be served every week. I said, well, I guess we better find some money. We found the money. Grants started coming. We reached out to a couple of uh, agencies, 20,000 here, 
15,000 from here, 10,000 over here. So it funded the program. It kept us working um, for that whole two and a half year period until the need started to dwindle. And then by that time, we had raised the capital for the construction. So okay, when it's meant to be, it's going to be, you know, and, and all of these things happened in concert. And it was an ebb and flow. It was a give and a take. But everything flowed mm-hmm. and we were able to sustain during that whole course of the pandemic, you know, because uh, it, it, we stayed closed a long time. Our state did. That's really scrappy. And, and that's really just really smart of you and resourceful to think about because I know that was stressful. And I know being hit with a 50000 unexpected $50,000 mm-hmm. that you need to do in construction mm-hmm. in this new place that you just invested mm-hmm. in and are so excited yes. about for your business. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like being hit with yes. that. But you raised a lot of important points around why small business owners need so much capital. Like we're constantly being hit with yes. things that we didn't know. You don't know what you don't yes. know. Again, like this grease receptor, yes. this changing out things that you, yes. I just never would have yeah. thought that that was yeah. needed. And this is the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. And then we're not mm-hmm. even going to talk about the community impacts, like being black and being a female, yes. um, the odds that are stacked against um, right. us being successful in business. You know, uh, most black businesses are undercapitalized. Um, I've been fortunate. I've been really blessed. I have great people, but I also listen to advice. I also yes. seek consultation. I also yes. put myself in places where there are people around me that know more than me. They're better at mm-hmm. this than me. Um, so that I yep. can challenge myself that I can be challenged and grow and become uh, the kind of business owner that is necessary to actually grow a business from a side hustle, right? Mm-hmm. To a whole, right. you know, limited liability company and eventually a corporation. So, you know, yes. we have to grow as individuals in order for a right. business to grow, right? And so um, just having, getting on the phone and reaching out and say, hey, I don't understand this. What yeah. do you suggest? What recommendations do you have? Uh, what haven't I thought of, you know? And you're always seeking out these opportunities yeah. because it's like, you can't do this on your own unless you're consistently learning, researching, yes. just getting, taking advantage of any funding that's out yeah. there. And, you know, speaking of that, how did you even hear about the Comcast Rise program? Do you remember? It was an email that was sent to me. Uh, I think a member of the uh, Pierce County uh, Black Collective sent it and (laughs) I filled it out first year. What made you want to apply (laughs) at the time? Did you see it right away and say, let me do it? Yes, because at the time I needed to get access to accounting services and I needed to get all of my data into some automated something that was going to automate my financials. So that at some point in time, Uh, I'd be able to look at my financials at a glance and see what I need to see about my business. And so um, I just saw this is a perfect opportunity for me to gain access to that. And then also there was another um, commerce had put out something as well. And so um, I was able to um, gain access to the accounting services through that grant. But the Comcast rise that actually came, I applied for it the same year, didn't get it. The next year I got it and it helped me with marketing. So um, doing yeah. some work around social media, 
getting some consultation around um, hiring staff, finishing up yes. my employee handbook. I mean, some yeah. really critical deliverables I was was able to get through the Comcast Rise grant. So I'm excited. Yeah, it, it is open. The door. And you know, I'm glad that you mentioned a lot of people don't know that you can apply more than once. If you didn't get it the first mm-hmm. year, like apply yes, again. Yes. And I, <laughs> okay. I had intended I was going to apply until I got it because yes. I knew yes. it was a resource yes. that would yes. be helpful. Don't count yeah. yourself out That's yet. It. That's it. So, but you, just to clarify, you applied for a grant and you won that from the Comcast Rise Investment Fund. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. I did. How did you feel when you won that? Like, I mean, I was like, Lord, thank you. you. Some help. <laughs> I know sometimes we feel like we apply for stuff and we're not sure, like, oh, could it be ever me, be me, but you actually won. I was so grateful. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was so grateful. Thank you, Comcast. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank yes. you so much because it really yeah. was what we needed to accomplish at least two to three critical uh, mm-hmm. steps that we needed to make. And it helped us to accomplish yeah. those steps and get us to this place. And now we've got, even okay. some, I can't release all the good stuff that's getting ready to happen, but it's <laughs> positioned us to further yes. capitalize on the growth, the development that we were able yes. to get through the Comcast Rise Grant. And it has set us up for the next phase of expansion. And I can't wait to share uh, what's happening. I got to keep it under wraps right now. Keep it under, keep it under, under wraps, wraps right for now. now. It's but so good. speaking of expansion, yes. though, how does it feel when in order to expand, you have to keep what you were holding close to your chest mm-hmm. and start to tell mm-hmm. people how to do your recipes, how to, you know, do your secret mm-hmm. sauce? How do you manage that with expansion? So I think that it's a give and take, right? I have a, a, a inner circle that yes. I can trust with anything. So this inner circle has yet to fail me. So if I have an okay. idea, I take it to my inner circle. They'll either balk yes. it, no, or they say, <laughs> yeah, right? And if they give me, a, yep, if they yep, say yep. thumbs down, we don't go any further yeah. than that. If they say thumbs up, then we go to the next step, right? And we start involving okay. consultants and start asking the industry experts, how are mm-hmm. people doing this? Has it ever been done? And just yep. establishing, you know, how impactful this will be to community. Um, I think that uh, one has to decide in business. Am I going to be in business by myself for myself? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that will grow beyond me? Yeah. And it's a different answer for everybody. You know, for me, this business will grow beyond me. Yeah. So there's a certain level of trust that has to be applied in order for this to grow beyond me. Does it come without risk? Absolutely not. Um, are you going to have situations that don't work out in your favor? Probably so. But at the end of the day, if I know this is supposed to grow beyond me, I have to take that risk. I'll take calculated risks and I will certainly do all that I can to mitigate the level of risk. But there's always going to be that risk. But here's the blessing in it. I'm a creative. So if something happens over here that I didn't anticipate, there's another path. And all I got to do is get on it and pursue that. And it always works out. This is I love that. putting one foot right that in front mentality. of the other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because if he gave me an idea today over here, exactly. He's going to give me another one over again. here. I can do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yep. that's the blessing. And that is, yeah. 
that is the mindset of abundance that we all need to That's have right. because sometimes the fears, while warranted, mm-hmm. they keep us in this limited, like, if I lose this one yes. thing, that's it. I'm so done. Right. And you forget that, no, like the ability to come up with this idea, the ability to do what I just done, it is a testament to what I'm able to that's do. Right. I can do it Absolutely. again. I could do it in a different Absolutely. way. So I love that you said Thank that. You. Um, that is just so such an important reminder. We didn't touch on this, but I want to make sure that I, I highlighted that with the money that you want mm-hmm. with the Comcast mm-hmm. Rise um, Fund, you were able to invest in expanding your product mm-hmm. offerings, invest in payroll. Yes. So all of the things that we just touched on with expansion mm-hmm. also comes with getting the resources, continuing to go out there and get funding yes. and get, you know, as much as you can for your That's business. Right. Yeah. And the Comcast Rise, I always thinking about how can I take this pot of money mm-hmm. and do the best yep. that I can with it. How can I best yes. steward these dollars? Because at the end of the right. day, I'm not doing this alone. I'm standing on the shoulders of somebody else's vision. Somebody mm-hmm. at Comcast had a vision to help small black owned woman owned business. I don't want to disappoint that vision. I want to contribute. I want to bring a positive light and I want Comcast to be able to say, hey, we invested in that business over there. And guess what? It was a good investment. And that goes for anything. Everything I do, I think about my mom. I think about my dad. I think about my grandparents. I think about my husband. I think about my children. This is legacy that we're building. You know, we're not just doing this to be doing something. We're building and we're not just building things, but we're building people and we're building a future for somebody else, you know? Uh, the land on which the, the shop that I have, the land that it's built on was d- donated by a man by the name of John Connor in the late 1800s, a black man in real estate and also an attorney. He donated wow. 67 acres of land to the city of Tacoma for public use. You think it's by happenstance? I'm here. Ooh, doing you what just I'm gave doing? me chills. Absolutely oh not. John Connor had, oh had a vision. Yes. Hundreds of years ago that somebody like me was going to need a place, a safe place to do business. And here I am a long time later. <laughs> here here I am a long, long time, time later. later. Okay. And, and fulfilling that Amazing. vision. So it, this is a really yes. great season. And it's good stuff. So, Cassandra, it was so great having you in the guest chair for this special episode. Before you go, I'd love to know a little bit more about your experience with profitability. You've spoken openly Mm -hmm. about how that kind of still eludes you. Well, at least the last Mm -hmm. time I heard you speak about this. So you can be a small business owner. You could Mm -hmm. be in business for a long time, Mm -hmm. but it's still challenging. So what's been your experience and what are you working on to change that? So one of the things that we uh, did that was very pivotal uh, for the business was to automate our finances. We can now see the business at a glance, right? Okay. Uh, one of the things that I think has helped us, um, when you don't know something, you just don't know it. But there's some things right. you do know, right? Your okay. gut serves you quite well. My gut serves me very yes. well. If I take yep. on a new project, that project has to be profitable. Yeah. If I have 15 projects that are profitable, then nine times out of 10, my business is going to be profitable, right? So <laughs> I watch what's in the bank. If I don't have it, yep. I don't have it. Bottom line, right? We have to balance how we use, utilize credit. 
there are times we have to use more credit than we really want to, to get us mm-hmm. through to a certain point. But there's always got to be a plan to bring that credit back into balance. So there's ebbs and yes. flows. There's ups and downs. The post-pandemic economy is a beast. I watched oh, yes. cake mix go from 86 dollars for 50 pounds to 216 dollars for 50 pounds oh my gosh i don't know about you but that makes making cake really really expensive right so it's not uh and and that's just one product i every Mm -hmm. single product that i use sustained an increase of over 30 percent so imagine the impact that that's had on my business it's hard out here yeah and then you have to balance raising prices, customer happiness, mm-hmm. customer retention, That's right. all of and that. Sometimes you have to narrow what you're able to offer, right? So right. you can't keep doing the same stuff when costs go up like that. You have to think about, okay, what's selling the most? Let's focus on selling that um, and just do okay. more of that. So you have to streamline sometimes. Yeah. You have to scale back sometimes. You have to pivot right. sometimes. Yep. Um, you know, we have multiple streams of revenue. Right. Yeah. We have to look at the most profitable stream and grow that, yep. you know. So once again, it's just about being adaptable. People talk about being bankable. Listen, I haven't got a dime of cash from anybody's bank. <laughs> it has yet to happen. And it's OK yeah. because I've been able to continue to grow and expand without it. But one day mm-hmm. I'm going to need it. And so as we yeah. talk about debt to income ratios, get an understanding of that. What does it really mean to be profitable? How um, do you remain profitable uh, and continue to support the community in a way that is meaningful to them? And so these are things that we talk about all the time. We try to figure out, um, are we going to continue to do this or should we stop doing right. this? So it's all of these kinds of conversations yeah. that are happening all the time. But I'm able to see at a glance what's working and not working. And yes. when you find out that it's not working, be, you stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I think this will be so helpful for so many people because I don't want anyone out there beating themselves up if, you know, you have good months, you have bad That's months. Right. You don't beat yourself up if you're like, I think I should be here by now because it is nuanced. And, you know, years like 2020 to 2022 happen, yes. right? So I wish we could talk even more, but I know we both have to run. So before you go, I know you ship nationwide. Is it nationwide or is it certain nationwide? We ship. Okay. So tell the people where they can connect with you after this episode and where they can get love by the wonderful. (laughs) You can find us on the worldwide web at (laughs) www.lovebytheslice.com. You can call us at 253-588-2253. And if you are in the area, please stop by and visit us at 1112 South 11th Street, Tacoma, Washington, 98405. We ship pound cake. We ship cookies. We ship bars. So there's a lot of things that you can have shipped to your family members during the holiday uh, or to yourself when you have a sweet tooth that needs to be chewed. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> or to yourself. That's exactly. It. That's it. That's it. Exactly. I appreciate Cassandra, you. It was an absolute delight having you here. You guys hear the phones Thank ringing you. off the hook. So <laughs> Cassandra got to go. She got a lot of cake, a lot of slices. The people are there. All right. All right. Thank you. You guys be And with that, there you have yeah, it. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And 
And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six-foot Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon. Thank you.